and also all the other, you know, bits of clarity. I love what Anya said about, um, you know, that we can't just look at food and say, oh, that's unhealthy and therefore we're going to be unhealthy mm. because we need to look at the whole picture. So what she said was, well, who are you conversing with at that time? Mm. How are you feeling at that time? If something is happening during that pro time where you're with people and your vibration is high and your frequency is high and there's a lot of joy in that moment, if you're eating something that's not, you know, not fantastic for you and it's frequency. Whatever you're going to bring through. Um, so I do understand that. But we, uh, when I was teaching channeling, we used to go out to dinner before a channel class back when I taught it in person. And we were all there and one of the girls said, because this was right before I was teaching them all how to channel, one of the girls said, oh, I'd love a glass of wine with dinner. Can we? And I'm like, no. And then I went, well, let's do Welcome to Galactic Guidance, the show that channels the wisdom of beings from higher realms. Join us as we tap into the cosmic consciousness and receive messages of clear guidance to help us navigate our spiritual evolution on planet Earth. So sit back, relax, and let's connect into the higher frequency. Hello everybody, this is Eleni and in today's episode of Galactic Guidance we have our channel Lisa Brandis. Welcome Lisa. Thank you, very excited to be here as always. I look forward to our sessions. <laughs> yes, so Lisa, for those of you who haven't seen any other episodes, Lisa is a conscious channel of a higher dimensional being. So what that means is that whilst she's channeling, she's actually conscious of the conversation and the higher dimensional being that she is channeling is called Anya. And so what happens from here is that Lisa gets herself into a, into a state where um, she connects into her, into Anya. And then we have a discussion with Anya. So whenever you're ready, Lisa, let's do it. Yes, we are excited to be here with you today again to be able to bring through messages. Uh, we're working with Lisa's energy as we just might need a little bit longer. Take all the time. To fully in. integrate and connect. Her body is very depleted at this time. She has run herself down a little bit, so we are just working with holding space and checking on the channel before we begin. Of course. Of course. Yes, we might be at a different pace today, but that is all. She is well. She is well. <clears throat> Beautiful. Thank you so much, Anya, for joining us today. Well, since you mentioned about, you know, the depletion of the body, mm. what I thought I would ask going on from there was, um, you know, for those of us who would like to connect to um, a higher dimensional being or to our higher self or to channel in some way, yeah. what can we do to ensure that the body is best prepared to receive any information it needs to receive in this way? Ah, mm. oh, there are so many things, so many things that you can do in order to elevate consciousness and to prepare the body. Drinking water 
is very important um, just to allow the body to settle into the experience of channeling. It takes time to understand the difference between bringing through soul energy, which is us, versus using your human energy. Because in the beginning, when channels first start, they tend to operate more on the psychic energy as they're building, which can feel very depleting to the channel, versus bringing through our energy and allowing us to channel through the physical vessel rather than the physical vessel creating the channel, so to speak. So it is a, it's a real blending that takes place in order to uh, allow for conscious channel, yes. Mm -hmm. And so what else could we do? One thing you mentioned was drink lots of water. So what else can we do from a practical point of view to yeah, prepare it, the body? It, it, is, it is the same as looking after the physical form. Um, we recommend and we understand it is not always easy to achieve, but meditation is really good to settle the mind. You need a settled mind in order to bring through channeled wisdom and information in order for us to be able to connect. Rest is important. So sleep, getting adequate sleep is very important. Um, we also recommend that in the beginning you do channeled sessions with support. So somebody or a small group that can hold the vibration, therefore it is not up to the one individual to hold the space in order to allow for the channel to take place. Uh, also eating high vibrational foods, so foods uh, of the plant variety, anything that has a high life force energy will also contribute to the health and the well-being of the human. And this is something that is recommended anyway, not just for channeling. Movement is important, getting the body moving and also just uh, just finding different strategies and techniques to bring the human into a place of peace will open the receptivity. So it is, it is important to, uh, to look at all these different aspects. And we understand that it is difficult for the human to attain a pure sense. We cannot find a better word to the, the issue we see with humans is when they try to focus on all of the areas, it can be very consuming to the mind and put the mind into a state of stress. So that is almost counterintuitive to the health regime. So we always want to find a softness within the exercise, for instance, or a softness within the food there is also something to be said of taste and enjoyment and pleasure that when the human being is indulging in perhaps foods that might not ordinarily be recommended. So we look at Lisa's experience when she was recently in Bali, the conversation, the food that she was eating, the experience of the connection within the group all contributed to a higher frequency and a higher vibration that overrode the necessity of the the the, the healing foods that may or may not have been mm. present that she was digesting do you see so when food is is taken in in a positive environment that has a big impact as to the frequency that it is available for the body to digest so it is difficult to talk about this subject without isolating different variants as to how the human consumes and how the human being can 
elevate consciousness through what they're absorbing and how they're taking it in. Okay. So what you're saying is you really look at, have to look at the whole picture. Mm. So the whole picture is that um, we might be engaging in a really high vibrational activity, high frequency activity with lots of love and connection and an open heart. And that would override any kind of foods that may not be of the highest vibration in that time. So there's nothing that is standalone. You have to look at everything that you're doing. Are you having a lot of water? Are you having a lot of rest? Are you are you allowing high vibrational um, conversations into your life or is it low vibration? Because I know um, that I have become more sensitive to different frequencies like I've never been before. As an example, yesterday I heard a friend talking to another friend on the phone and she was on speakerphone and um, the other friend on the other side was um, very angry <laughs> and immediately I I thought to myself, I can't even talk to people like that, like they're that angry. <laughs> like it automatically felt very... Um, you know, disconcerting to me and didn't feel comfortable. So would you, what would you recommend that we could do to protect ourselves without alienating ourselves from energies that are not of the highest good for us? Mm. So, you know, this is a, this is a process of understanding and integrating spirituality into the physical realm so it it is initially very startling when you have become acclimatized to a higher frequency which operates on a love vibration where it is about compassion and kindness and sensitivity and then suddenly to be in a different frequency you will feel the discord and we want you to it is positive for you to engage in and to feel and to be desensitized or sensitized to the negative experiences as you mature as a healer or as you mature in or growing consciousness have more of these experiences you will come to an understanding that here is a situation or an opportunity for a light worker to make a difference. So when you can come out, we, from the spiritual perspective, do not judge. We do not feel discord, but we do not join them in it. So it is a different frequency where we see opportunity to bring light to the discord when and only when the person is open to experiencing and receiving it. And sometimes we will find the best decision that we can help our human counterpart to make is to walk and move in another direction sometimes it is literally not able to be received we see this all the time with Lisa and her daughter when she has gotten to a state of discontent that she cannot we cannot she, she can't access the higher lighter frequencies so that where there would be an opportunity to bring light through in order to calm and settle from the human counterpart, she can go beyond that receptivity and therefore have to take time out on her own to decompress. When she's decompressed from that anger state, then she's able to come back in and we can have an influence through Lisa as a channel, as an example. So it is, it is good and it is part of the healing journey to start to really feel, feel, um, that uh, 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 we're treading around this gently because initially it feels to humans as judgment mm. as that is not the behavior that I want to be around therefore that is bad because you have a you have two distinct separate 
experiences, yes, where you have one where there is um, a loving and a tenderness and a nurturing of another human being and then you have this other experience where it is a tearing down and a berating and a belittling and just a just a totally different experience. So it is very easy for the human learning to go into judgment and go one is right, one is bad, one is good, one is better, you see. We understand that is the beginning of the human's deciphering the differences but as you get to have more and more of these encounters you understand that it is it becomes more about a discerning choice rather than a judgment and a moving away because when there is judgment involved the human is then saying that is wrong and therefore when they see the wrong in another they see the wrong in themselves mm. so the judgment stays with them when they turn and move in another direction quite often they'll turn to somebody else and they'll carry forth that conversation with someone else in order to try and solve it work it out understand it for their own integration you see so initially it is a, a judgment that will be encountered then it sometimes is shared with someone that's on a higher frequency that might help them to understand that encounter Ultimately, it comes down to a place where there can be a choice from being in a neutral position where there is, it is seen as an opportunity to give love and to give light if, if they're open to receiving it. The power of energy, the power of influence when you are coming from source perspective is enormous and cannot be fully understood until you have the experience of it when you blend with source and you look upon another in pain and see them through the eyes of source and see them through love and compassion it instantly is is changing their state yes mm. and when you have matured to the point of being able to see them through the eyes of source. Therefore, then you are able to have an influence upon them through blending with the soul, your soul, your higher self, your guides, us, and being able to direct that influence upon another as you do in your hypnotherapy work, you see. So it is it is when, when we're able to step back and take that different vantage point there, are, there is able to be a, a higher influence, yes. But it is also, we, we also understand that when seen in this way, there is no need for protection because it is, it, it, it is about, uh, the, the need for protection comes when one human is feeling or taking the responsibility on of another. When there is no responsibility held other than your own energy and your own responsibility to your frequency, then others can choose as they please. Therefore, it becomes an interesting experience rather than one of right or wrong or they should or they shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm hearing is that, you know, if you're around people that are holding the frequency of anger or the frequency of fear or the frequency of drama or the frequency of stress, um, our job is not to judge them. Our job is to see them as source and um, to connect to them that way and that way we're almost like observing we're not in it we're just observing the situation which is quite interesting and curious mm -hmm. and are you saying also that just when we take that position and when we feel into source and we feel that they are source um, and that they are just another expression of God that um, 
all we need to do is be in their presence and they will feel our frequency. We don't actually even have to say anything. Is that right? When they are open to it, yes. If they are not open to it, then no. If they are not open to the receiving of the light that you are sending and the frequency that you are offering to them, then we suggest you move in another direction. Okay, therefore you exit that experience. You close down that conversation however that feels right for you to do so because there are times when humans are not open to seeing another perspective they are not open to receiving healing energy they're not open to receiving light because for whatever reason they gain power in their drama so therefore they're choosing that drama and they don't want to be taken out of it so this is when the ego is in full form and they have gained perhaps a lifetime of experiences of engaging in this way with others where they take power from others through this manipulative behaviour. So there, there, there are times, absolutely, when those with ill intent and those who are operating on perhaps what we would consider a lower frequency or a lower vibration that are not open to receiving healing energy and do not wish to change. Therefore, it would be... Um, it, 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 we would recommend that, that the healer, you know, get out of that situation however they can or disengage or just be in a listening. This is where healing energy can come in um, and be very effective because it can shut down conversation when someone is in a very negative space and they're just um, reinforcing their position and looking for energy to do so. A healer can can often redirect the experience by having them lay down and they can become into a passive experience. Therefore, their body will receive the energy. Their body will always receive the light, even if their mind has become very headstrong and very dominant in ego, that their, their body will say yes to the frequency of light, even if their mind is in a argumentative, uh, volatile circumstances or they will not so those that don't want to be in receiving this is why we suggest that when someone is booking to come in for a session for healing then they are they are by the mere fact that they've made that engagement with hypnotherapy or with reiki or with any other modality they've chosen that because they want to shift and change working with someone that does not want to change it is we, it is pointless until mm -hmm. they are ready. So it, it is ineffective. Um, but at, at the base level, there can be benefit from sending loving thoughts and frequency and then moving in another direction. Whether they feel it or receive it or not, their body will, if not their consciousness and their mind. Beautiful. They have to be receptive. We can't push any kind of agenda on anybody because the number one, um, law, the universal law is the universal law of free will. Yes. So we need to allow people to do their own thing and live their own journey. And mm -hmm. if they're open, only then we can come in as a as a as a light mm -hmm. to shine our light towards them. And mm -hmm. even then, even then, when we we're feeling we're shining light, it could be the spiritual ego that is actually shining light. <laughs> And not, and not the actual so so it all goes back to intention what's our intention for that person it's not about us being better or us knowing more it's about really you know do the best intention for whoever we're with at that time yeah and and the ego the spiritual ego is the soul which we would like to uh reframe a little bit here 
if it is the ego and the personality and the personality has loving intentions and the personality has the feeling that they are vibrating light and able to share that light and frequency with another, we do not understand the, mm. the distinction between the ego and the soul. They are one and the same. So therefore, from our knowing and our perspective, the ego and the personality that is in alignment with source and feeling positive emotion and feeling an engaged excitement about what they are offering to the other human being, whether it is seen through the personality perspective and felt through the human emotion that could be the contributor of all the life experiences that the human being has had in this lifetime, which is what we would consider the ego. Therefore, that is soul energy. So if it is a positive frequency felt by the human, regardless as to whether it is experienced or received by the other participant, it is soul energy. It is all one and the same from our vantage point. We just yeah. wanted to give you that Thank understanding. You. Thank you, Anya. Is there one last thing, it could be anything, that you feel that at this point in time, the people listening and the audience mm -hmm. on any topic at all at this moment need to hear? We would like to speak about the power of touch. It is such a simple thing. Spirituality made simple is what we are all about. We would like it to be many small moments, a million little moments where you are looking at different ways that you can connect not only with yourself, with your own physical form, with each other, the power of touch, just bringing your hand to your heart mm. and just being in presence with yourself and even to the mind that is in turmoil to the part of you that is in despair holding consciousness and just allowing and being present with oneself is such a profound it creates such a profound space for healing when one does this for oneself we understand not always easy easier to love another than to love oneself and it is part of the human uh, programming to date that nobody has been shown how to do this so therefore they get so stuck in the outward expression mm. rather than the outward turned back in and if we could give you one simple uh, exercise to do it is just take a moment to be in the power of this now as we are doing right now with you Eleni as you are feeling the heat of the hand on your heart and just bringing your awareness and appreciation to this physical form no matter what shape or no matter what experience it's in lisa at the moment is experiencing a virus and shingles and so even so it is more more important that she take time and give space and love that beautiful body the more love that can be brought into the physical form the quicker it heals yes out of every experience and it is also uh, even we wish to say from Lisa's vantage point that even acknowledging her frustration at having to slow down and not work is about loving that part of her too. So we love all aspects of her in illness, also when she's in health, when she's vibrating high, when she's feeling soft and slow as, this, as, as she and we are today. All of this human tapestry is rich with opportunity to bring love and to bring presence and 
so on ending yes the power of touch so simple it almost to humans feels it is so easy to do therefore is it enough we say yes 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 spirituality is easy it's inbuilt into the human physical form therefore nurturing and loving and bringing through light we've never not been with you every human being has a connection to their counterpart to the soul it is just the conscious mind has not been mm, consciously aware of the connection yet it is then anyway this makes sense beautiful thank you so much for that Anya so I appreciate you being here today it is our pleasure mm. namaste namaste <laughs> I wasn't going to tell anyone I had shingles <laughs> I thought about that. I'm not telling anyone. I'm not telling anyone. I'm sick. I'm just going to go in and go, I'm high vibing. And then when I brought it through, I'm like, oh, this feels so much slower than you. Oh, no. But she, she gave it away. Fine. <laughs> she gave it away basically to show your human sign that, you know, that you've just come back from a very big upgrade, yes. I would say, you know. There was huge. We, we had a massive healing day and I had a huge physical, um, almost like a physical body anxiety and it lasted about three hours and it was right on the full moon. So there was a massive galactic opening and just a, a huge shift, but I couldn't consciously, you know, normally when you're shifting things, mm -hmm. you're aware of some kind of movement or your mind can understand or you feel a sadness. This was like a whole body anxiety. That's the only way I could describe it. But... Mm couldn't do anything about it and then I just literally got back to my hotel room and crashed and slept for like an hour and a half and then woke up and I was fine it was so bizarre it was wow. on that full moon so I've since read that there's gateways open to Pleiadian energy and there's all kinds of right, right. things happening I found out Anya is Pleiadian did okay. she you? She told me. No, she didn't tell me that. Told me. So that's interesting. So that means if she is, then you, you're likely, that's your background because she's your soul family. She's your mentor. Yeah. yeah. So it's likely that you are too. So mm. interesting you said that I, wouldn't, I wasn't going to tell anybody that I had shingles. So <laughs> if, you, if, if you really didn't want to say that, you could have put up a wall, couldn't you? But you just decided to let that through? Yeah, I knew it was coming through as it was like as because I get the thought she's going to say like instantly before it comes out of my mouth. So I could have come, I would have had to have interrupted the channel to do it. And I'm always like, oh, well, if it's, if it's going to help someone and my human experience is just as much, yeah. me as a channel is just as important as what Anya has to say. So if it's important for someone out there to know that, yes, 20 years on, I'm still very human, still have an ego, still get sick, you know, it doesn't, yeah. we're still operating in this, in this very physical human form, um, then I think, yeah, I trust, I trust her. She would never say anything that would be detrimental to me on a personal level. So there is this, and that's, that's 10 years of channeling with her. So would I have in the beginning? No way. That's why I never did it publicly. <laughs> So yeah. very, very protective of myself and my ego and, and didn't want to be seen in a bad light. So I was always worried about how others were perceiving me. And um, and I think that's because over time I've learned a level of self-love and acceptance that without having that, I don't think you could put yourself out in the public way because you have to have a solid understanding of who you are 
So then if, if criticism comes, and I'm sure it will, I'm expecting it, then I'll be okay with it. I might not. Mm. <laughs> I'll be yeah. I'll survive it. <laughs> exactly. So do you always feel her presence around you? No, no. And I, I, I remember you saying when we first worked, like, oh, my God, I've been talking to her all the time. And I think in the beginning I did when, I, when it was all, you know, I first connected with my guides when I first learnt Reiki. So it would have been probably a year after I learnt Reiki. Um, so I'm 19 years now. So in the beginning, yeah, I would chat to her. I went through a period of time where I literally... <laughs> I quit my full-time job and this was back in my early 20s. My mum hit the roof because she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to be a healer. <laughs> she's yes. like, what about the money and paying the bills? And I literally retreated. I, I, I got rid of all my friends. If anyone was a little bit, I, I was sitting in kind of I'm superior, I'm a healer and I want to, you know, basically I, I had, I spent more time with spirit, more time reading spiritual books and I just didn't have any interest in <laughs> in people and and I did that for probably I'd say a couple of years where I became like a spiritual snob <laughs> mm. and then I was talking about the spiritual ego <laughs> and then right. and then I had a baby and life brought me back down to earth because mm. I was living with my head in the clouds so to I speak. think our children do that oh, they bring God. us back down to earth I know that my Oh, yeah, it was going to be like when my baby comes through the birth canal, it's going to be like experiencing this oneness and this God and this. And anyway, it could not have been further from that. It was an, an emergency cesarean. It was nine years of nine hours, not years, nine hours of intense induced labor. Yeah. No pain relief. It was. And then literally she got stuck and I had to have an emergency cesarean. And then we got separated at birth. So it was like just a holy shit. Sorry for Yeah, welcome to welcome, welcome to Planet to Earth. Yes. So I love one of the topics that she talked about, which she brought up, which was the power of touch. And um, you know, like we like it's always been so important to me. Yeah. Touch is so important like to me. Languages. Yeah, it's yeah. very, very important to me. And you know, it, it's funny when you touch someone and and they're not accustomed to it, they almost like like, you know. They're a bit shocked with with the touch, but you know what? That shouldn't stop us from, um, you know, occasionally touching somebody on the shoulder. I know that I do that always with you know people on the street who are living on the street. Rather than just just giving them money, I make a point of going down, you know, to their level because they're sitting on the pavement, mm -hmm. and actually touching them. And they do appreciate it. I think it's important that they feel seen. And that's not just for homeless people. We need to do that with, with you know, as much as possible. We need to connect. So that was a beautiful message. Yeah, especially the elderly and the sick. You know, when you think the only time they're being touched is if they're being probed or prodded or given needles or when they're in the hospital, if it's, if it's, if touch then is associated with a painful experience or a fearful experience, the benefit of, and we'll talk from obviously from a healer perspective is the benefit of a Reiki healer in that environment, you know, where they can just bring in positive touch that's nurturing and loving. It just creates such a powerful change because it changes the whole emotional state of the human being. So therefore, when they're in that healing state and they're feeling positive, 
you know, and having positive experiences, their body can just heal because they're just out of that stress state. Totally, totally. My, I've got friends over from Melbourne who are staying with me and it's my friend of 43 years. We've been friends since year seven. Oh, that's so And um, she's come with her son. Her son's um, 30 years old and he's autistic. And um, he he was telling me how he loves full body massages, and I said, "Good on you, well done." That you know. he said, as soon as he goes back to Michael, back to Michael, Michael's his name. As soon as he goes back to Melbourne, he's yeah. going to get a full body massage. And um, his mum was saying, you know, he spends so much, he, he earns so little amount of money, and he spends it all on massages. And I said, "That's fantastic, the power of touch. Like he's getting touched all over his body, in a real." you know, beneficial way. Is there anything better? Is there, is there any better way to spend his money? That is, that's, that's great, especially for autism because they can usually be highly sensitised. So he, he's obviously got someone that massages him in a way that he really likes and it helps settle him. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's fantastic and we can't underestimate it. I love it. massages. <laughs> yeah. I, I have one nearly every day when I was in Bali because you can. Why not? Why not, right? So I want to say thank you for bringing that beautiful message in and, and also all the other, you know, bits of clarity. I love what Anya said about, um, you know, that we can't just look at food and say, oh, that's unhealthy and therefore we're going to be unhealthy because we need to look at the whole picture. So what she said was, well, who are you conversing with at that time? How are you feeling at that time? If something is happening during that pro time where you're with people and your vibration is high and your frequency is high and there's a lot of joy in that moment, if you're eating something that's not, you know, not fantastic for you and is not really good for you on its own, that's okay because the positive will override that. It, it, you know, and it's interesting. And, I, and I'm <laughs> one of one of the ladies on spiritual retreat. Um, when we'd go out to dinner, like at the end of the day, when we weren't teaching anymore, we're like, you know, we'd be ordering cocktails, and she's like, "Oh, damn, my friends are going to be so jealous. They thought this would be some hippie retreat, you know, where it's all green smoothies and no alcohol." And I'm like, "No, we need to have fun. We need to indulge." And she's like, "This is my kind of spiritual retreat because it, it was about it was about letting our hair down. Like we did the work. We really did that. There was massive transformation, and as you know, with hypnotherapy, that and that was a component of it too. Um, you know, when, when we when we go in and do that deep work to be able to decompress at the end of the day and laugh and experience like no one overindulged we might have had one or two cocktails you know it was but to, to me I kind of tested early on my my spiritual teacher and she probably would hate me saying this so I won't say her name but she's like don't mix spirit with spirit mm. and and I get it's about a respect respecting the spirit world and um, and respecting the work that you're doing. And I absolutely agree that if you were drunk and inebriated, then you, you're not going to bring through a high frequency. You'll bring through whatever. No, you're blocking. You're blocking the high frequency. <laughs> whatever you're going to bring through. Um, so I do understand that. But we, uh, when I was teaching channeling, we used to go out to dinner before a channel class back when I taught it in person. And we were all there and one of the girls said, because this was right before I was teaching them all how to channel, one of the girls said, oh, I'd love a glass of wine with dinner. Can we? And I'm like, no. And then I went, well, let's just test and see what happens, right? And Because I'm all for testing these theories. So we all had a glass of wine with dinner. Same thing. We had an absolute blast. And when we went back and channeled, everyone was better. Now, I'm not saying, like, we should all have a drink to... But mm -hmm. it, it softened and took the pressure off their self-judgment or 
can I do it? What if I can't? Everyone kind of just relaxed a little. So I think these blanket rules don't necessarily work. It depends on the whole environment and the sacred space that I held and the love and um, the respect that I have for spirit. They know we drink alcohol like that, you know, but if I was drunk and disrespectful, that would be a different story. Mm, I was yeah. so, there's no hard and fast rules. It's, it's, no. it's you know, if you have to look at the whole situation, the whole picture and um, be aligned and your intentions are aligned and everything else that's going on for you. Yeah, and it's very you know, frustrating for humans because they we do like black and white rules. <laughs> it yeah. just a rule. And then there's all this grey in between. All this grey, which actually that's there's freedom in the grey. Yeah, because the black and white rules means it's either this or that and then there's no in between. But there's freedom right, in the grey. Yeah. It, it can feel a bit disconcerting to begin with when you want to know and you'll just do it that way but there's freedom in having exceptions there's freedom in checking in with yourself to see what feels right for you there's freedom in all of that and you that over the years of the hypnotherapy did you find that the more you tried and tested things and put them into experience you have a different there's a wealth of different knowledge then that you can for sure where some trainers would say never do this and it'd be like why? <laughs> why? Let me test that. And in fact, absolutely do this. You yeah. know, there is no reason why not to do this this way. Yeah. So thank you so much, Lisa, for bringing Anya. That was a beautiful conversation and we covered a few different topics today. And um, thank you for turning up, even though, you know, like Anya said. I'm a little bit itchy. <laughs> I've got shingles on my legs. Oh, no, you poor thing. Yes. So thank you for all of that and bringing through Anya. It's always a pleasure. And uh, yeah. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. I love it. Look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to Galactic Guidance. We hope you loved it. And if you did, please subscribe to the podcast. And we would so love it if you also shared it with your friends. Until next time, remember to stay connected to your own inner guidance and trust the journey ahead.